Let's Talk Bible. I am Evangelist Ebony Mitchell, and on this podcast, we will search the scriptures to show and discuss just how relevant the Bible, the scriptures, the inspired word of God is right now in our lives and all that we see going on in this present time. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So join us on our journey as we discover what God has to say about it. to see what God has to say about it. Yes, so today our first topic, I had got a question from someone concerning fear and what does fear mean and what it looks like to fear God. We understand that the fear of God, it is, can be twofold. There's a fear of God that brings dread or terror. And there, there's also a reverential fear of God. And for, I'm just going to pull this up really quick. And just to let you know, I am referring to Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible, and I am looking up scriptures concerning the fear of the Lord and what it looks like, what it means to fear God. Um, And another part of the question was... Um, why don't the world fear God? Why does it seem like the world doesn't fear God? And so I, the first thing I did was look up the word fear um, because we definitely want to understand the definition of the word fear. And it was dread or terror. That which strikes terror. And then there was also Just a moment, because I'm trying to find 
question so that I can read it verbatim. And I'm sorry, but I will be a little more ready next week. Like I said, I had some technical difficulties this morning, but I was gonna get on here anyway. I was late, however, I was still going to get on here. Anyway. Um, and so we definitely want to understand what the word fear means. And um, I'm just gonna go to blue letter. I'm gonna look up um, the other part of the word um, fear or the other definition of the word fear. And um, other than fear um, being in something that strikes terror, um, it can also be um, a reverential fear or respect uh, type of fear. And this is mainly what um, we see um, a lack of in our society is a um, lack of reverence for God. And so that causes us to sin comfortably. Um, it causes us not to um, not to have a conscience toward God. Um, when we don't fear God in a reverential type of way, then we don't consider our ways. Um, we lean to our own understanding of things. We don't consider God's word when it comes to our lives. And so therefore, this causes us to go in our own way. And so I was still searching for the question that was posed. And I need to clear some of this out so that it won't be this this um trying to be able to pull up questions that are asked from week to week um i definitely want you guys to send your questions in um send your study points whatever that you want to be discussed here um whatever you may be even looking for an answer for i will also open up lines where you can call in. Um, and as I said, this platform is strictly for serious inquiries only. Um, so that so we ask that um, you keep you know your inquiry serious. Um, this is not a platform for entertainment. We're not here for that. We are here to, to learn which way, what God has to say about it. We want to know what God has to say about it. So we want to talk Bible for we understand that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we're on a journey to find out what God has to say about our lives. We're on a journey to find out what God has to say about anything that we see going on in this world. And we see a lot going on in this world, but we wanna understand the backdrop. Why is all of this happening? Um, how can we do our part? Because you know we can only give an account for ourselves. 
And so it's like, how can we do our part? How can, you know, we do what God requires of us, you know, for this is an individual thing. It's an individual salvation. And we can only save ourselves from this untoward generation, as the Bible says. So um, we're here to see what God has to say about it. And that's why, that's what this platform is going to be for. Nothing more, nothing less. We're not here to debate the word of God. We're not here for that. We stand on the word of God on this platform because we understand that everything is going down but the word of God. So on this platform, we stand for the word of God. We don't take away from it. We don't add to it. The word is the word and the word stands. So that's what we're here to stand on, the word of God, the written word of God. So the question that was asked, was said I would like to start a discussion what does the fear what does the word fear mean and why doesn't this world fear God they were listening to the daily word and this was something that came to their mind and so Again, I looked up in the Blue Letter Bible and um, for the word fear, um, it to put to flight by terrifying, um, to scare away, to flee, to be afraid. Um, and it also, again, meant to reverence. Um, and to give reverential obedience. And that was something that stuck with me concerning this word. And, and again, the word fear, when it comes to God, can be twofold. Because in one instance, we fear the one that is able not only to destroy our bodies, but he is also able to cast us into the lake of fire. So that's terrifying for me. I don't know if it is for you, but that's terrifying for me. And so that's something that strikes terror for me. And then also reverence is also um, another definition for fear. Um, a reverential fear, a fear that causes us to consider our ways of fear that causes us to have a godly conscience. So in return, we, when we fear in reverence of God, then we then as an action obey. That would be the direct result of reverential fear of God is to walk in obedience to his word. And so, um, so as I explain, um, as I'm, you know, explaining that this is a twofold answer or perspective. Um, so in one case, the devil uses fear as um, a tactic to keep the world bound to sin and away from God. He uses fear of losing people, relationships, um, fear of being rejected, uh, fear even of the unknown, um, to keep people where they are. Um, comfortability is or can be a hindrance to growth. Um, when we um, strive not to be uncomfortable, we have to understand that in order to grow, there are going to be some times or, you know, sometimes where we are uncomfortable. 
um, because we are growing outside of the box that we are used to. And so it's important for us to understand that being uncomfortable can be a good thing. And so just to help us to understand that the devil uses fear to keep us where we are, um, fear of the unknown, especially fear of what life will look like without my normal, my normal, my normal, what I'm used to. Even though we may understand that our normal, um, there has to be a better way. There has to be, a, you know, a, a change there. You know, even though we understand that change is necessary, there's still that fear in the back of our head of something, something that's causing us or hindering us not to move forward, especially in God. And so the devil uses fear as a tactic to keep us bound where we are. And so this could also play a part in why people don't fear God in a reverential type of way. People know what is right and wrong because God created us. So by nature, we know the basics. We understand that we shouldn't steal, kill. You know, we understand those 10 commandments that were given. We understand that. And even in those, we only want to understand the ones that we don't think we do. Um, we only want to heed the ones where that is not a part of our everyday living. And so by nature, we know the basics of the right and wrong. And even those, those commandments that we may not want to acknowledge, we still know in the back of our heads that they are wrong, even if we partake in them. We just sometimes justify it. Um, the devil comes along and helps us to justify the wrong. And so in doing that, we suppress the conviction of God that's saying that the conviction that is already there saying this is wrong. But because we want to take part in that thing, we allow what we feel, what we think, what we want to do to drown out that still small voice that says, that's wrong. And so um, it's almost like having that angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other, you know, the cartoons when we were kids growing up, you know, they would have that. And so that's really what's going on, really. Like that is a reality of what's going on. Yeah, they put it in a cartoonish type of a way, but it's real. It's real. And so, yeah, we have, you know, the devil on one shoulder, God on the other, you know, and God's voice is a still small voice. He's not going to speak in a roar, whereas the devil, he push and he push and he push and he push, you know, so you can't resist. But the word of God tells us to resist the devil and he will flee. You know, he may come back. He'll flee for a season, but he may come back to try us. But the word of God says to resist the devil and he will flee. So back to the point of fear. Um, in some cases, sometimes those the tactics, the tactics that the enemy use keeps people blinded. And again, like I said, it drowns out the voice of God. And so it blinds us to the things of God. Um, sin keeps us blinded. And it's not until we receive the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost brings about a godly conscience. Um, and that's in reverence of those things outside of those 10 commandments that we understand, we know, we've heard repetitively um, for the most part, uh, those commands of God. But then once the Holy Ghost has come, once the Holy Ghost comes to make its abode, to abide within us, it begins to show us and reveal to us even those smaller things that we didn't even consider. And so the Holy Ghost brings about 
more of a godly conscience toward God, a reverence toward God. And, and because of that, we desire a desire, we get a desire to obey God, a desire to walk in God's ways, a desire to draw closer to him, a desire to please him. And so then our eyes are open, the scales are removed, and it's like we're no longer blinded by sin unless we turn back to sin and, you know, continue therein. But once we receive the Holy Ghost and build that relationship with God, we then begin to develop, because this is something that has to be developed, a reverential fear of God. Even the process of uh, being born again and the process of salvation, because we're not saved until it's all over. But there is a process of salvation. And the process begins with the Holy Ghost. And the and that's the sign comes with the speaking in tongues. And then the evidence is the life we live thereafter. And so all of this is a process and when you receive the Holy Ghost, you begin to build that relationship with God and then develop that reverential fear of God. And then you begin to avoid any and everything that is not pleasing. The word of God tells us to flee the very appearance of evil. So even if it's something that's minute and you don't think that it's a sin, it could very well be a trap to send you down a downward spiral or a trap. The word of God tells us that a little leaven, a little sin leavens the whole lump. So therefore a small thing can cause a big thing over a period of time. Something that we look at as being so small, it could cause an explosion before we know it. It's like, how did I get here? What happened? Where did I go wrong? And so that's why it's important to examine every area of our lives, every decision we make. And so if we think about it, even for those that are filled with the Holy Ghost, sometimes do things that are not pleasing to God. So it's not like, you know, it's just the sinner that, you know, does things that are not pleasing to God. No, those that are filled with the Holy Ghost do things sometimes that are not pleasing to God. It may not be smoking, drinking, partying, but it may very well be a bad attitude. It may, may be unforgiveness. It may be that bitterness, that contentiousness, anger, wrath, those type of things. And those are the things that, you know, we have to, you know, get a hold on as well. And those are some of the more harder things because those things have become a part of us. And so, you know, yes, yeah, easy for God to take, you know, the smoking, the drinking and and, and everything in that, in that way or, or, or in that category, but then he leaves us with us. And so, you know, in saying that, man, it's hard sometimes to forgive what we say is unforgivable. Like, no, that is unacceptable. You know, I can't forgive that. That's a tough one. You know, and so, you know, the word of God tells us to forgive 70 times seven in a day. Those disciples was like, Lord, we're going to need your help on this one. You know, we need you to help our unbelief because we don't even believe that it's possible for us to forgive that many times in a day. And so, um, so yeah, so even those that are filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, sometimes do those things that are not pleasing to God. So honestly, in those cases, we, we're not fearing God either you know, because we will be taking every thought captive. We will be considering everything because we are, and everyone should live every moment as if it's their last moment. And I mean, in the eyes of God, I don't mean like party, party, hearty. I don't mean like that. I mean, live every moment. Like if it's your last, live every moment pleasing to God. Make every moment please God. Make every second of your life please God. 
so that when that time comes, whether it be your date of death or whether it be God split that sky and the trumpet sound, you know, even in that moment, because if we doing something in that moment, shame on us, because that's going to be something that we have to give an account for and something that we couldn't repent of because why? Because our name was called or because Jesus split the sky. So it's, an, it's important to have this fear, reverential fear, and because God is a God of judgment. And we need to fear, you know, God is our creator. So he definitely is one that is able to destroy us. You know, not only the body, but he is able, like the scripture tells us, he is able to cast our soul into hell's fire. And, um, and just to read a couple of scriptures concerning fear. Um. And so another point that I did want to make, the Holy Ghost convicts, but that relationship with God and love for God is what calls us to desire to obey God at all costs. The Holy Ghost that God gives, that the Holy Ghost is God. God is a spirit. Ghost and spirit is the same thing. A ghost is a spirit. So if we have any separations going on out there, let's get that straight. A ghost is a spirit. Spirit, ghost can be used interchangeably. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is the same. The spirit is God. How? God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God being a spirit comes to live in us. God is not a person. So it's not a person that's coming to live. God is a spirit. And so that spirit of God comes to live within us. That spirit of God is what convicts. It doesn't condemn. The word of God tells us there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So you must have the spirit, the work that was wrought on the cross brought about salvation. It brought about the forgiveness of sin. The shedding of blood covers us. And it, 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 and, and, it, and we're able to be forgiven for our sins, past, present, and future. However, there is, when we believe that work that was wrought on the cross, we move on to, we don't just stop there. We move on to that which he sent, which is his spirit. As he told the disciples, I will send you a comforter. I will send you the spirit of truth to live in you to lead you, to instruct you, to guide you, to help you, to strengthen you. I will send my spirit. It is a must. We must be born again. Why? Because we're born in sin, shaping in iniquity. So we must have the Holy Ghost. It is our helper. That's a part of salvation. Yes, we have to fast. Yes, we have to pray. Yes, we have to stay in the word of God. And all of these things work together to cause us to be and have this desire. It causes us to desire to obey God. It causes us to hate those things that are not of God. Because we're going to have to love one and hate the other. There's no in between. So I choose, and we all should choose to fear God because God not only is able to destroy these bodies, but he is the one that is able to cast our souls into hell's fire. And that's what the word of God tells us. Um, let's see, I'm trying to... Um, look up that portion of scripture that tells us um, 
that we should fear not only him that is able to destroy our, or, or fear not him that is, um, let's see, before I quote that wrong. Okay, so Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. It says, fear not them which kill the body, but are, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And so that's that's the terror part of the fear. Because we understand that we have to understand if we don't understand, we wanna ask God for an understanding. We wanna ask God to help us to open up our understanding. We wanna ask God to take whatever it is that clouds us, that blinds us, which is sin. We know that sin blinds us. We know that sin separates us from God. We know that, you know, and if we don't know, here we go. Sin separates us from God. Sin causes us not to hear God clearly. Sin causes us to be blind um, to the things of God. Sin causes confusion. And so in hearing that, and prayerfully understanding that we'll begin to work toward and pray and ask God to help us where we are, to help us to have that, 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 that reverential fear. And we understand that the Holy Ghost convicts. Once you receive the Holy Ghost, it begins to convict. And so let us not be concerned about what our lives will look like without this or that, or let us not fear change. Let us not fear um, being uncomfortable. Let us not fear those things. Because once the Holy Ghost comes, the desire begins to dwindle off for those things. And so once you if you don't have a desire for a thing, then it's no longer relevant to you. It's no longer a hindrance to you. Um, you're no longer bound by that thing because God takes even the desire. And so we don't have to fear, you know, what people are gonna think, how people are gonna look at us. You know, we, because they can only kill the body. People can only, um, talk about us they can you know say things they can you know but we don't fear that we fear the one that is able to de to destroy both soul and body into hell and so you know we know that god is a god of love but god is also a god of judgment and it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of an angry god We don't want to be found in that place. And so we pray for a reverential fear. And, and again, the point of that, the Holy Ghost convicts. But when we begin to build that relationship with God and that love for God, it will cause us to desire to obey God at all costs. It will, it will cause us to hate those things, and sometimes even our own flesh, understanding that the flesh is prone to sin, the, the flesh is prone to wonder. The love for God will cause us to even pray, Lord, help me to die out of this flesh. Help, you know, the, help me to put this flesh under subjection so that I may do your will, so that I may walk in your ways, so that I may walk in obedience to you in everything. And so um, 
just as a point like and a question to ask would we fear God more if it was those times where you know he prepared a body and he dwelt in a body and he walked actually literally walked the land the earth going about healing and and performing miracles would we fear or would we not would we still have um the mindset because when we fear god we oh we we strive to walk in obedience to every word and when we when we when we fear god we consider what we do in line with his word and so if we're not even considering God's word, then we're disregarding God. That's a form of rejection when we don't even consider his word. And so um, a point a point of topic is what we would we fear God if he was in flesh today? as he was then and my guess would be no because they didn't then a lot of people did not fear even then they didn't even realize or recognize who he was because he didn't come in the way that they thought he should come so their lack of reverence for him was not there um or their lack of reverence was there um their reverence for him was absent it was not there they didn't reverence him they didn't um fear him at all and so even to the point of them killing him like literally crucifying him um and he even lord forgive them for they know not what they do and literally they did not know that that body in that body dwelt god himself and you know, and it, it is, it's amazing that even today that, you know, though we don't consider our ways and though we not in alignment with God's word, because a lot of what we see in this world would not be if we had a fear of God. And I mean, like the fear of terror, fear, and a reverence fear, a reverence type fear where we consider our lives, where we consider our decisions, we consider the choices that we make in line with the word of God. And, and so, you know, just, it's awesome because God still loves us and God still extends his mercy to us, but we definitely want to Pray about that fear. Pray that God will help us to fear him. So that it will cause us to obey him. Not, you know, you know, fear God like that. Only way we got to fear God like that is if we're walking in disobedience. Because he clearly says, you know, there are blessings for obedience and there's cursings for disobedience. And so... Like God is, he doesn't lie. And so if, you know, and I mean, blessings, not cars, jobs, houses, land. Yes, that's, that comes with an aesthetic. It's a part of it, but that does not define the blessings of God. That is a box type blessing. God blessings a blesses above and beyond god's blessings is beyond what you can imagine or even think god's blessings are things of substance things that carry you through storms things that you know those characteristics and those attributes that carry you through trials and tribulations and tests and temptations those are the blessings of god and even when it comes to material blessings Let's not put God in a box to say, oh, I'm blessed with the Lord because I got a new car today or because I got my keys to my house. I mean, that is a blessing. That is a blessing. 
but it's not a blessing that says that you're walking in obedience to God. It's not a blessing that says that, and it's nothing that we have done, no good deed or, or nothing because God bless on the just and the unjust. He reigns on the just and the unjust because that's who he is. So, but he promises blessings to those that obey and blessings beyond your imagination, blessings that goes beyond what you can fathom. You know, those are the blessings that God, just, just everything, just everything surrounding you, everything connected to you, um, you know, will be blessed when you're walking in obedience to God. When you walk in obedience to God and, and when you're walking in the fear of God and reverencing God, he will bless your life. He will bless your life. Word of God tells us in Psalms 111, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endure forever. And Proverbs is a very good book full of wisdom. Um, Proverbs 1 and 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1 And I think I want to go back to 28. I'm going to go back to verse 27, Proverbs 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 27. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish, wait a minute, let me go back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I wasn't at a period and it was like a continuation so I have to go back um usually when you're reading the word of God it's important that you don't start where semicolons left off because that 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 shows that it's a continuation in thought so you always want to go back to where a thought ended and then move forward from there so it says turn you at my reproof behold I will pour out my spirit unto you I will make known my words unto you because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. So you're ignoring me. He's saying you're ignoring me. You're ignoring me. You're setting off my counsel. I'm sending those to counsel. I'm counseling even through my word and you're ignoring it. You're ignoring the reproof the correction, the instruction, the counsel. Verse 26, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. I've read in your hearings Proverbs chapter one. And this is wisdom warning. Wisdom warning. 
And, and, and this is what some of the things are, some of the consequences of us not fearing God, especially when it said that how they hated knowledge. It says, they shall call upon me and I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Like they didn't choose to reverence God. They didn't choose to acknowledge God. They did not even choose. They didn't choose to acknowledge God's word. When you acknowledge God's word, you're acknowledging God. That's the only way we know God, by his word. That's the only way we know what is required of God is by his word. And if we're living a lifestyle of sin, it's, it's very, very hard to hear God because sin blinds us. The devil blinds us. He knows that our ears are muffled when we live a lifestyle of sin. He knows that. And so when instruction comes, when God's word come across, we don't want to hate it. We don't want to hate, we don't want to hate the knowledge of God. We don't want to refuse the reproof, correction, instruction of God. Now, even if it comes through a man, don't look at the man, hear the word of God. Hear the word of God. If that man is speaking the word of God, hear the word of God. Forget that man. That man is not able to do, to cast your soul into hell's fire. That man is not able to destroy your body or your, you know, that man is not able to just put your body and your soul in, in hell and torment forever and ever and ever. Um, that man is not able to do that. So when the word of God comes across, we need to fear what God is saying. We need to reverence the word of God, because it said they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They wouldn't hear my counsel. They despised my reproof. Where's God's counsel in his word? Where's God reproof in his word? Where's the instructions of God in his word? And so even if we're not picking up the word of God, God will send a messenger just as he did then. God will send a prophet. God will send a messenger to warn his creation to speak on his word, to put his word out there. We listen to everything else repetitively, 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 repetitively. We need the word of God repetitively, more now than ever. Because we see in our nation, we see in our society, we see in this world, it's getting worse. Sin, sin bringeth forth wickedness, destruction, evil. So where we see a lot of evil and wickedness and destruction, there is sin. There is sin. Sin causes these things. It's like a domino effect. And so we want to fear God. We do not want to reject God because God will reject us. And that's what this scripture is saying. They would none of my counsel. They despise my reproof. Therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way. When we walk in our own way. When we walk in a way that we fear not God, we don't reverence God, we don't consider what God has to say about it, then he leaves us to it. He gives us over to it. And he allow us to soak in that fruit. He allow us to eat. It's like the world has a saying, you make your bed, you got to lie in it. That's God. And, 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 and he will extend his mercy, you know, and prayerfully, you know, we get a lesson from it and prayerfully that will cause us to turn to him. You know, God is always, you know, God will allow things to happen in our lives to get us to see him, to consider him in our ways, to consider him, to help us to, to turn from sin, to repent. That's all God is asking or commanding i won't even say asking this is a command that we repent there is a command we need to repent 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 turn from our own way and so here is saying because they wouldn't heed the counsel 
They rejected the reproof. They despised the reproof. So that's like, you know, you hating the word. You hating when God's word come across. Because I guess it's coming from somebody. And it don't have to necessarily, it don't have to come through somebody if we pick up the word of God and read it for ourselves and take heed. It doesn't even have to come through someone else. We can get it firsthand because the Bible is available for each and every one of us. So it says that therefore they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. So when we, you know, walk in our own way, we're filled with our own pleasures. We, you know, God leaves us to eat in that, you know, and, and as I say it, we cannot continue to treat God as if he's a genie. He is not a genie. He is not just something we pick up and put down in real bone when we need it and throw it to the side when we don't. We need to consider God every day. We need to consider God in everything. We need to consider God in our ways, our actions, our decisions, our attitudes, everything, our heart, especially. What's in our heart, we need to take it to God. Lord, if there's anything in our hearts that are not like, that's not like you, Lord, we, we're asking that you take it away. Help us. And yeah, we're going to have to go through some things to help to purge those things from us. It's not going to happen by magic. Situations, circumstances, trials, tribulations, cause us, it makes and molds us, it shapes us into that which we desire when we desire God. God still allows things to happen. So it's not saying that, you know, because you obey God that you won't have to face trial tests. But when we do face trials and tests, we know that it works together for the good, not for our good, it's for the good. And the good is the perfecting of us in God. The good is the taking off of the things that are, are not like God, taking off of sin, you know, taking off this flesh and, you know, getting the hate out of our hearts. It works for the good. All things work for the good. And sometimes we can't see the good when we're in it. And that's understandable. That's, that's, that's natural. It's a, a natural uh, response. We don't see it. And sometimes we kind of harden ourselves because of, you know, the, the, uh, the extent of the situation of a situation, you know, and so we can't speak on specific situations because, you know, if we haven't been through it ourselves and it's something that we can't speak on, we can't tell somebody how to handle, you know, different situations, but we can say, take it to God who is able to bring us out of anything and to, to, to even make and mold us and shape us through that, um, that thing and to, you know, um, help us to be a help to somebody that may be, um, or that may go through that thing. Um, and, and we have a testimony, then we have a testimony about it. You know, we can have a message about it, um, for someone else. And so, but this is saying, we don't want God to leave us to our own way. We don't want God to just like not hear us because it's saying like, they will call upon me and I won't answer. They shall seek me early, but they won't find me. And so let us seek the Lord while he may be found. Let us seek the Lord. Let us reverence God while he may be found. Let us consider God while he may be found. Let us reverence God in everything. Because we don't want to be destroyed because we refuse to hear God. Like he is our maker. He is our creator. And us being the product, God being the manufacturer, cannot tell God how we should operate or how we should be able to operate. When a manufacturer creates a product, he creates a product specifically for a particular purpose. We were created to worship God. We were created to reverence God. We were created to, to please God. But then sin came in. And it caused uh, an opposite, an adverse, it, it caused an adverse effect. And so now we deal with the battle of right and wrong, wrong and right. We, we, we have to deal with that, but God has given us power and that's the power of the Holy Ghost. 
That's the power of the Holy Ghost. We need it in order to overcome this world, in order to overcome sin. It is a must. It is a must that we have the power of the Holy Ghost. And so let us give fear. Let us give fear. Let us give fear. Let us seek God and ask God for help so that we can walk in obedience, so that, you know, we can consider him in everything, in all of our doing, all of our decisions. Let us not be overtaken or overcome by sin because we refuse to heed the warnings. And there's several scriptures. Um, if you go in blueletterbible.com and you just type in the word fear, it will take you to all the scriptures concerning fear and reverencing God and what happens when we don't fear God. And even what happens when we do have that fear and that reverential, you know, that fear of terror, that fear of rever that reverential fear um, of God. It, 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 it explains, it shows the result of both. And so we don't wanna be caught in, you know, in our own way, not fearing God, um, doing what we want. Um, and sometimes it, and, and this is, and this is a point that I'm gonna close with. Sometimes it takes God's mercy to allow detrimental things to happen to cause us to wake up and look up. Everybody is different, so it takes more for some than others. Just as, um, for example, with, you know, God may cause a deer to come out of nowhere and fear will come upon us in that moment. Then we become more, we become more aware of our surroundings after that. So, um, and, and the same with God, he sometimes have to shake up our lives, which is a good thing for those that will heed the warnings and the mercies of God. Then they will start to become more aware of their actions. They will consider their ways in comparison with God's word. And this, you know, which is a whole nother issue um, that people are not reading God's word. And so because of that, they can't compare. We can't compare if we if we can't compare our actions and our ways and considering God if we're not picking up his word to see what he has to say about it. And so that's our topic for week one. And what does it mean to fear God? And so um, if we have any follow-up um, questions or any um uh, follow-up thoughts comments or anything like that we do have a form on our website where you can submit your questions your inquiries your comments um, there and we do we take it all into consideration we dive into the word of God we study together and we air it live here on our website um, that's www.axoutreach18 dot o-r-g slash podcast and um just doing it live sometimes we will um bring on um guests um to discuss topics in particular like i said this morning it was very trying for me but i was determined to get on here and um kick this off because it's been it's been stirring and brewing for quite some time now, but I thank God for allowing us the opportunity. And again, I meant to start off with prayer, but I will close with prayer. Um, and to give honor unto God, hallelujah, who is the savior of my soul, the keeper of my mind. Um, he who gives understanding in all things, um, especially those things concerning his word, he gives to us freely, liberally, if we seek him, if we ask him, he will, he will not have, he wishes for none to perish. And his word says that his people are perishing for lack of knowledge. 
And um, we don't want to willfully walk around ignorant of God's word um, just by refusing to pick it up because it's available. It's available. It's available. It's available. Um, it's easy to get now. I can't say what it'll be like for the future, but I know there's going to come a time where we won't be able to. That's the pushing of the agenda of the enemy. There's going to come a time where we won't be able to pick up the word of God. We won't be able to freely access the word of God. And so we want to get what we can get in now, get it all in, hunger for it, thirst for it, fill yourself up with it, write it on the tablets of your heart, get it in so that it can become you, so that you'll have it engraved on your heart. So that because the word is our weapon and we need it today to fight this spiritual warfare that we cannot see. So we thank God for your um, for coming to watch um, and join us in this first episode of Let's Talk Bible, um, talking about fear and what it means to fear God and what it looks like when we fear God. And um, we thank God for you. Again, if you have any questions, if you have any topics of discussion, there is a form on our website, www.axoutreach18.org slash podcast. There's a form, scroll to the bottom. You can leave your name, your question, your comments, whatever have you, if you want to come back, we can discuss um, that further or whatever your question may be. We can delve in, study, and see what God has to say about it. It's not opinionated. It's what God has to say about it. Again, we stand firm on the word of God because we understand that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And we thank God for you joining us on this journey as we discover what God has to say about it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. Hallelujah, for this is a day that you have made. Hallelujah, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord God, we thank you for your word, which you have given unto us. Hallelujah, that we may know you, that we may know what is required of you. Lord, that we may know, hallelujah, your ways, hallelujah, that we may know how to pray, what to pray for, Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your spirit, hallelujah, yes, Lord Jesus, that makes intercession for us, hallelujah, when we don't know what to pray, hallelujah, we thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, that, hallelujah, we are able to come boldly to your throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for revealing unto us understanding. Hallelujah. We understand, Lord Jesus, that carnal minds, hallelujah, cannot understand those things that are spiritual. Hallelujah. But Lord, we thank you for giving unto me and freely the understanding that is needed that we may come into, hallelujah, that knowledge to be able to receive of your spirit, hallelujah, and further learn of you with those things that are spiritual, those things that are Hallelujah, those spiritual things of God, hallelujah, we understand are spiritually discerned. Hallelujah, yes, Lord. So we thank you, Lord God, for this, hallelujah, episode, hallelujah, of hallelujah, let's talk Bible. Hallelujah, yes, Lord, and understanding and giving us the understanding and the wisdom to be able to, hallelujah, bring out what it means to fear you. Hallelujah, yes, Lord, and what that looks like hallelujah, in an individual and in our actions. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God, we thank you for all things. Lord, we ask that you bless each and every one. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, under the sound of this prayer, each and every one that is out there seeking, 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 hallelujah, truth, oh God, Lord Jesus, we ask that you bless them. We ask that you lead them in the way that they should go. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, that they may get what they desire. Hallelujah, for there are some, there is somebody somewhere, hallelujah, desiring a change, desiring a breakthrough, desiring you, hallelujah, yes, Lord, wholeheartedly, hallelujah, yes, Lord, and we ask that you lead, God, them and direct them, oh God, into all truth, hallelujah, yes, Lord, and as we wrap this episode up, we thank you everyone for visiting, 
for viewing rather, for joining in. And we'll be back next week with our second episode of Let's Talk Bible.